If you listen to the Barra Media Podcast Network, then you've probably heard of the company United Harvest. But I don't think you've heard of their subscription base. That's right. You can subscribe to buy meat. Go to unitedharvest.com. Look at their curated boxes. They already have boxes put together that you can subscribe to monthly if you want. Just get boxes of meat shipped to your door monthly. And it's like dinner forever. It's dinner for a month, 30 days. I don't know. It's a lot of meat. Check it out. Go to unitedharvest.com. Go to their curated boxes. Subscribe. Subscribe to meat like you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the meat. Unitedharvest.com. If you go and go to the curated boxes, go to checkout, type in friends15 for 15% off your first order. Unitedharvest.com. I don't even know how to remotely start a podcast. I don't know how to start a conversation. (laughs) If I could be any celebrity, I'd be Will Winner. Please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this and you still tuck your jeans in your boots, reach down, pull those bad boys out, all right? We're done with that. We're done with that. I am 97 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Next! I should have brought my recorder. I could have played hot cross buns. Is that illegal? <laughs> when our two moms listen to this podcast, they're going to be like... Yeah, our two moms. They're going to be super proud of us. Welcome <laughs> to the Keeper Pen. Hello, everyone. We are back. It is February. We survived the first month of 2021-ish. Um, I guess it's the last day. We haven't made it all the way out of the clear yet, but... We are so excited for our guests. We actually have three people on, never done before, um, but we are looking forward to, and this is a highly request, highly requested guest. So Maddie, I'll let you introduce them. Yeah, so it's a pleasure to introduce this trio this week. I have been really anticipating for this episode, and I've been bad about trying to get a date nailed down, and these ladies have been incredible for just... I mean, two days notice, basically, basically a day's notice. And I, I really appreciate them because as many of you will find out, they have incredibly busy schedules with um, their family and families of their own now. So it's just, it means so much to me to have these three on. And I know that my dad does not listen to very many episodes, but I know that he is so excited for this because these three women mean a lot to him and a lot to my family in general. So I will have Deb sort of introduce herself first, um, where you grew up, and your career path, then we'll go to Bailey and then to Kennedy. And so with that, I would like to introduce to you the, I'm going to call them the core women, and we can go into their new last names in a, in a bit. Well, thank you, Maddie and Jenna. And it really is an honor and a privilege and, and really fun for me as, as the mom of uh, the other two on the program today. Um, to to visit with you gals that are the new up and comings in this uh, this world of of livestock that that we've all uh, pursued our our uh, livelihood in or in some fashion or another. So my background goes back to I was raised in Southwest Minnesota in a town named Jackson, Minnesota, and my my father was a was a grain farmer and he fed cattle. 
Um, uh, I always loved the cattle business and I always said I was kind of my dad's first son in that I was the one of, of us girls uh, between my sisters that I just lived to be outside with dad um, in the cattle and feeding and, and that kind of thing. And so um, I've just, I've just always had this passion since a young age. So that's where I grew up and I attended uh, um, South Dakota State University and got my bachelor's there, was on the judging team. And, and uh, then from there, I actually went out and worked uh, for about five years and the industry, and then uh, then found myself back at Colorado State, where I got my master's in um, beef sciences, um, and that was a really wonderful experience as well. I helped coach the judging team while I was out there, and then from there, I went uh, and worked at the American Kianina Association, uh, um, along with um, um, in their magazine department, uh, mostly, and so uh, that was positive as well, and then one day, I I got a call from uh, John Putney here in Iowa and asked if I would uh, be interested in applying for the uh, uh, director of the Iowa Beef Expo position. And um, that kind of took me by surprise, but uh, one thing led to another and I became uh, the uh, director of the Iowa Beef Expo for nine or 10 years. And that eventually led me to meet Mark Kaur along the way and got married and here I am and, and been uh, been here in Southwest Iowa since that point. So uh, it's crazy how one decision in your life can sometimes really set a cascade of events rolling, um, you know, as far as what your future will be. So that's kind of in a nutshell. And I have stayed here home on the farm then when Mark and I were married, we made the decision that I would be the one that would stay here on a day-to-day basis and kind of keep our farm going. As long and as well as when I was doing the beef expo, um, and uh, he is he has always been employed at Vermeer Manufacturing in Pella. So I always say I was the blessed one. I was the one that gets to stay here on the farm every day, and I had the opportunity to raise my girls here with me. And um, I've just been very very blessed over the years in terms of the path that God's led me. Great. So I'll um, I'll go next, Maddie. So I'm Bailey Boyert, um, also known as Bailey Core, as you introduced me at the beginning. So um, again, thank you for having us on. I know um, Mom Kennedy and I were all really really excited. Um, so you know, Mom's intro really kind of leads right into mine. So you know, she like she mentioned, she found Mark, and then um, Kennedy and I came from there. And so um, yeah, I grew up showing. I think the first time I started showing a heifer um, was at the age four and a half at the Iowa Beef Expo. Uh, Her name was Friend, and I think she was sixth in class under Mark Hogue at the feeder calf show. And so um, it's funny to look back. I think I was wearing khakis. I had a bowl cut and an Iowa State tattoo on my cheek. Um, So a lot's changed since then, Um, but some things I haven't. Um, Still loved. I just loved showing. Um, That's what I lived for. I skipped my senior prom to go to the Oklahoma Beef Expo. I didn't go to any homecomings because I was at the Exarban Livestock Show. So just really love showing, love the people in it, and love doing it with my family. So, um, and then I went to Iowa State University after I graduated high school. <clears throat> and at Iowa State, I um, enjoyed uh, just getting to be around other livestock kids and folks. Um, I was on the livestock judging team there um, and really, really enjoyed that. Um, upon my graduation from Iowa State, um, I went to work for Vermeer Corporation. Um, and so at Vermeer today, I'm a marketing manager, um, and I basically, um, I am in charge of marketing for our ag division, where we sell hay balers and all types of hay tools and feeding tools for people's cattle. So 
really get to love that I get to bring my past, you know, really my life on the farm um, to my job every day. Um, you know, I say kind of live, I've kind of got three lives, you know, I've got my work life and then I've got, um, you know, right kind of during that Iowa state time is when I met Jared. And, um, so Jared and I got married right after um, college and then we came back to the family farm. So that's really kind of my second life is being a part of the family farm where we work and sell cattle with, um, you know, my, my family, the core family, as well as his family, the Boyards out in Ohio. Um, so that's kind of the second part of my life. And then the third part is my favorite part, and that's being a mom. So I've got, Jared and I have two girls, um, Sloan, who's two, and Brindle, who's six months. So we're the crazies that did two under two um, right now. And he thinks he wants more. So, um, but I just really love that getting to combine all three of those, my work, my livestock life, and my mom life um, every single day. And it just, like mom said, um, God's really blessed our family and I feel really blessed that I get to do all of that as well. Okay well I'll be the one um, to kind of round out the introductions um, here tonight. So um, I'm Kennedy Phillips. Um, I recently got married this past September so I'm officially um, not a core anymore but a Phillips. Um, like my sister grew up showing cattle um, all over the place. We lived in the barn. Um, I grew up kind of learning from my two cousins Morgan and Lindsay and then watching my sister there um, for a few years before I got started. So I spent a lot of time with her um, over there in the barn just across the road, and we have a lot of fond memories there. But a little different than my sister, I fell in love with sports um, as a kid. I particularly loved basketball. So I spent a lot of my summers, you know, when I wasn't in the barn, um, mom and I were driving hours upon hours and miles upon miles to different basketball tournaments. Um, it was really kind of a joy of mine and something I loved a lot. Um, I decided that college basketball wasn't going to be my choice um, for the future, so I decided to attend, to attend Iowa State University um, as well, like my sister, uh, majoring in agriculture communications um, and event planning. So I actually as well work with um, at Vermeer Corporation over in Pella and am a marketing specialist. So I actually work within the marketing department like Bailey, but on the industrial side of the business. So I would say it's kind of perfect. Um, big, big sister's there when I want her to be there and when I need her to be there, but we don't have to work with each other um, quite every day. So it's kind of a perfect situation um, for me to be in. So like I said, um, got married last September um, to Sawyer and we, he is actually um, part of his family farm here in Pleasantville. He farms with his father and his two brothers. So it's a perfect situation. I get to a, get a be close to home. Um, I'm a huge homebody, so I always wanted to end up in Pleasantville. Um, and then very involved with his family farm as well. Spend a lot of time over here um, with the cattle side of it as well. So we spend a lot of time in the summers. Um, he races sprint cars, so that keeps us busy. And then um, we like to still be involved here. So. Of course, get to spend a lot of time um, with my two nieces, Sloan and Brindle, which I really love. And then on his side, I'm actually an aunt to 16 different nieces and nephews. So we have lots of family time and we've enjoyed being that married couple here for the past five or six months. Well, I have loved all of your introductions, especially because I don't know you guys as well as Maddie does. And you're all very successful and I know there's numerous people including myself, who have looked up to you guys and what you've done in the industry. But we, uh, you know, did Lexi Merrick last week and had a lot of fun reminiscing. And Bailey, when you brought up your first uh, show heifer 
and I know that you guys have had numerous successes, but I kind of wanted to ask you, uh, and Bailey, you can go first, kind of your story and in, in showing some heifers that you had that were memorable, some like life lessons that you took away from stuff, um, just kind of your showing career and your advice, young people listening. Sure. Um, yeah. So like I said, it started at four and a half um, as with the feeder calf, but then I think my first real show heifer um, was Domino. And so she was a white and black marked up heifer. Um, I think we got with the Putz family. Um, and so it's, um, it was just fun, you know, and then I, I, I think I could tell you all the junior nationals I attended from there, um, you know, started out one of my most memorable ones I remember was in Kiwani, Illinois. So actually the key junior nationals in 2002 was in Kiwani, Illinois at Blackhawk. And I remember, I think what's funny about this is I remember seeing or hearing of this girl, Cyan Foster. And I didn't really know her. I honestly didn't hang out with her too much there. But I just remember she was kind of the popular kid that everyone wanted to see and hang out with. And we crossed paths a few times. And I guess why it's cool is today, Cyan's one of my best friends. Um, she lives in Texas. You know, she was in my wedding. Um, just she actually lived with us for a summer while she did an internship internship up in this area. So it's just crazy. You know, what is that almost 20 years later, you know, a junior national friend or some an acquaintance can be your best friend at di different ends of the state. Um, that junior nationals, I had a heifer named Lover Girl um, that we um, bought and owned with Barb and Wayne Ulrichs in Nebraska, who are actually my godparents. And I'd say she's definitely on the memorable list. And I think what's really cool about Lover Girl is I showed her and what was it? I think it was been 2003, actually. And then my last year showing at Louisville, I showed a calf out of Lover Girl. Um, so one of her last daughters that she won the bread and owns at junior nationals that year and then ended up being, I think she either won the keys or I guess reserve key. I think she won the champion keys at Louisville. The junior, yeah, champion yeah. in the junior show and, and reserve in the open. Yeah. So it was just cool that, Lo, you know, Lover Girl could be at the beginning and the end of my career. You know, a couple other ones in there. I had a heifer named Lauren that we had from the May family that, um, you know, I think one Kansas City and one Denver and did a lot for us in our operation. And then I think the um, heifer that, you know, a lot of people would know today would be Tammy. So actually kind of funny story on Tammy. So that was really my last year showing. And that Jared and I had been dating at the time and he um, actually went to Sullivan's and he found Tammy just in their replacement lot and he brought her home and he didn't pay um, too much for her. And he brought her home and I kind of laughed at him and said, I'm not showing her. And she had been actually on a self feeder, probably with a group of heifers she didn't need to be with. And so she was too fat. And, um, you know, I kind of laughed at him and he's like, I'm telling you, you know, I think you're going to want to show her. Well, I don't know, fast forward four months later and she was reserved at the beef expo. Um, and then reserved there in Louisville that year. We actually kept her at Maddie's house um, a little bit while Jared was there at Blackhawk too. So, <laughs> and then Tammy has just went on and been an awesome donor cow um, for our family as well. So those are some of my, I guess, standout memorable moments um, from the start to the finish. So Deb, I think also just on that, my same question and topic, what are some of your favorite moments and stuff from like the mother's perspective or the outside not like I want to say looking in, but um, watching your girls grow up and showing. Oh, you know, they're just they're just too countless to to even um, you know start to put together um, because you do as a mom you look at it differently, uh, you take away things differently, and 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 everything just kind of means something different when uh, when you watch your little girls walk into the show ring. Um, 
especially at the beginning, it, it isn't about where they're going to stand. It's, it's about watching these bikes walk in there and they're, they're so brave and they're so um, confident and they, they just, um, you, they make you so proud. You, you know, the old phrase that you just want to burst because you're so proud. And, and, uh, and that's the way I've been of, of my two daughters uh, from the very beginning. And, and um, so, you know, really every time, I, I'm proud of them because they worked so hard here at home and they carried that through. And, and, you know, as a mom, um, as a show parent, uh, the nice part was with my daughters, um, you know, is that, and we all know it, when you're showing an animal, there's a lot of components they got, you got to feed them, you work on them, you know, everything that you do, but the very last element is they got to be taken into the ring and they've got to be shown and they've got to be, they've got to be driven hard, um, you know, to get, uh, to get things done right. And so it was really nice to never have to worry about that last component because my girls, I was always proud of the way they showed and, and just the level of expertise they had. So, you know, I would say a lot of the times, a lot of the big show moments, um, you know, the ultimate one was probably when Kennedy's, uh, heifer uh, wins supreme female you know at louisville i think for any family that's chased that heifer show thing around you know that that was just an incredible unbelievable moment and and to share that as a family and to and to it was a family job yeah it was kennedy showing that heifer but you know there's no question it's all it's all part of the family that does that but i was so proud always uh, of the, of my girls showmanship accomplishments you know i was just uh you know, always uh, in awe of their abilities to go out and do what they did. So, um, like I say, as a mom, it doesn't, it doesn't always matter where they stand. It's just, you're just so proud of what they stand for and they represent and, and they've looked to you as a mentor. And, uh, that, that for me, what was, is the coolest thing, um, as far as, as bringing our girls up in this show world, it, it kept us together. You know, if, if you as a parent, can find something that you can connect with your kids in, um, man, that that's just priceless, you know, because in this day and age, kids have a lot of options to go a lot of different directions. And so, so for Mark and I to, to have our girl, girls buy in to what our passion was and what we love to do and to have it keep us together as a family, not just for the first 10 years of their life, now the second 10 years of their life. And then now even as they're in their mid twenties and we're going on this together as a family for 30 years. And so those are the things that mean the most to me. Um, you know, just, just the proud moments of doing this, this whole thing as a family. And then Kennedy, not to leave you out. I know you're the youngest, but you took sports and did sports, which props to you because Maddie and I are about the two most unathletic people that we could. So I couldn't even <laughs> ask a sports question, but, um, <laughs> to talk because I know that there's a lot of people who listen who did high school sports or might even play uh, in college somewhere where did you find the crossover in terms of values and just like what you had to do um, on the basketball court that you would find yourself doing in the show barn kind of uh, just your advice on that and the, the sports aspect and your outlook on that yeah that's a good question and um, you know a lot of similarities but differences at the same time and I you know I think the biggest thing that comes to mind and the quote my mom used um, way back when when we were showing is don't be afraid of competition be prepared for it and I think I lived I lived tried to live that as much as I could every day whether I was 
going into the school um, to put shots up or I was going over to brush on heifers and steers in the show barn. So, you know, there were days I was, what were we up at five o'clock Bailey to put cattle in and I'd work on them for a few hours and then I'd go into the school and go to the weight room and then go to the gym and come home and take a quick nap and do it all over again. So I just think, you know, the hard work, the dedication and the focus that you have to have, whether you're, um, you know, starting a varsity game, uh, basketball game, or you're walking into the Supreme Drive in Louisville, it's, you know, just staying focused on your goals and um, not letting anything kind of get in the middle of that. And like I said, you've, you've got to outwork and out prepare your your competitors um because if if you don't um you'll you end up getting beat so I just tried to stay focused on that goal and um fortunately was able to see success on on both sides of it Jenna I'd add to this is Bailey again and I um you know I'm glad glad my mom brought up Emily um my sister's heifer that won Kansas City and Louisville um you know that like she said that was really an ultimate moment for our family we actually had her the same year as Tammy and like yeah, she won Kansas City and Louisville, and that doesn't happen very often. But just that that opportunity and that chance to go out into the Supreme Drives is, you know, cool enough. And um, to make that happen was pretty awesome. But I think the other things that Kennedy and I really enjoyed about showing was the people. And I know that sounds cliche, right? But, you know, we got we both spent many years on the Junior National main board and enjoyed that. But I'm sitting here thinking, I haven't been able to listen to all your podcasts, but think about the people I met. So, you know, you had Bailey Buck on here. Bailey and I were best friends on the junior national board together. Um, Lexi, you know, Lexi, I remember going down and helping her get pigs ready for the Iowa elite sale. And then, you know, we spent many times showing against pigs with her barrows against her at the Iowa state fair and just always good friends. And then, you know, even Blaine Arthur, you know, um, her son Kelton has showed heifers from us the past few years. So it's just, um, yeah, it's crazy how things roles change, but also the people stay the same. And um, that's, I mean, that's ultimately why um, we did what we did and enjoyed it so much. That's awesome. And I was just thinking about, I don't, what year was it that you won Louisville Kennedy? Um, 2014. I'm sitting down here in my basement looking at the banner right now. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like that long ago. Like I still feel like I kind of remember it, but it's, it's just crazy how fast time flies and it's just, it's awesome to be able to grow up with you two and to look up to Deb and Mark. And so it's just, like I said before, I'm just super honored to have the three of you on. So moving on to the next portion of things, I guess every, every, you know, guest that we have on, um, we always try to ask if you have any advice for kids or you know, going through high school or college, we have a lot of, you know, that high school, college age people that listen to our platform. And it's not just girls, it's guys too. And if you could have any advice for them as they move into this next stage of their life, what would it be? If you could look back and have one piece of advice, um, Kennedy, I can have you go first and then Bailey and then Deb or however you guys want to arrange it. Um, Just one piece of advice, or even if you have a couple of pieces that you would give someone, um, let's say, like 18 years old. Bailey, you want to go first? Give me a few minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, you know, I don't know. I think that's hard. I, I was thinking here as I got on the call, um, you know, Kennedy mentioned she's a homebody and I guess I am too. Um, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree and I think mom was a homebody too when she went through college and, you know, her and I, um, 
we we both thought we'd go in and love and enjoy college and embrace it. And, you know, I remember when she left for college, she goes, I'm not going to come home every weekend like you did. Well, the first weekend she was home. And so it wasn't just me, um, but we were, you know, like mom said, we were always blessed to have a home to be homesick for. Um, but, you know, I, I think just everybody's different and that's okay. And I was actually talking to another cattle girl this week, you know, that was struggling a little bit with going back to school the first week and, you know, just enjoyed being home on the family farm. And that's okay. Um, it's okay to have, to be sick, you know, for your home. And at the same time, it's okay to go far away and do your own things. You know, I think about you, Jenna, down at Texas A&M. From the time I was five years old until I was a sophomore in high school, I was going to go to Texas A&M. That's where Dr. I always talked to Dr. Skaggs. He sent us Texas A&M shirts every year. And I was going to go down there and I got down to College Station to do my visit and realized it was really big and it was a long ways from home. And so everybody's paths are very different, um, just like Kennedy and I's path was a little bit different. So, um, yeah, I guess it's OK. Be OK with your path. Embrace your path. Work hard and then ultimately hustle hard and stay humble um, while you do all of it. Okay. Kennedy, do you want to ready, Tanner? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can go. So. Um, I think kind of, you know, going off what Bailey said is we were, we were homesick, you know, cause we loved being here. And I guess my one piece of, of advice is, you know, make it, make it your fan, you know, make your family part of all of it. You know, if it's something that they'll, they'll help you with and be with you on. I, I, I'm sitting down in my basement. I'm going to maybe get a little emotional here, but looking at all these pictures, um, different back backdrop pictures and banners that we were we were fortunate enough to have and um my family's in every single one of those and uh it, sorry it wouldn't have been possible um without each one of their effort and their desire and you know mom she was in the barn with us every day and dad was over kind of um working hard so we can make it happen and we could have the livestock that we could and then there were plenty of times my sister um, was in, in the barn rinsing my heifers because I was out playing basketball. And, um, you know, I, I just think back to all those years and all those hours and um, we spent in the, the truck going to shows. And it's just something that I'll never forget um, and something that I'm very fortunate um, to be able to look back on onto it. So, um, you know, make it a make it a family thing. Love your family um, with all your heart. And um, then again, kind of cliche here, but work hard. Um, I, I will say, you know, maybe a little um, bragging here, but I would say there was very few people that outworked uh, my sister and I when we were growing up. And um, I think it paid off for us once in a while. So um, be a family person, work hard. And then of course, um, always keep your um, Lord and Savior first. Kennedy, before before anyone else goes, I will say that that is not bragging, considering the fact that <laughs> almost every day Todd Caldwell reminded us how hard the core girls were probably working, <laughs> and that we that we needed to amp it up. So, um, totally not bragging. Just know that there were other other like children that were you know at the time you were you were probably only a few years older than I was. But there, you know, we were constantly reminded, you know what, Mark and Deb are probably working their girls even harder. So quit complaining. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, you know, that that's funny because too, um, you know, um, and, and, 
you know, we showed at all, our family showed at all levels. We showed at county fair, state fair, national and things. And, and there is so much value to show at each of those levels. I'm a big supporter of county level things as well, you know, and, and sometimes we all know a county fair can be the hardest place to be for maybe a family that shows a lot. Um, because some people don't understand, um, and all they want to do is talk and, and think that, um, you know, um, on the negative side of things. And, and I always taught, tried to teach my girls, I say, you know, you, you be humble, you be thankful, you be appreciative, but don't you ever, ever, ever apologize for working harder than somebody else. And it's okay if somebody else chooses to not put the amount of time and effort and devotion into this as we have. That's okay. And they can make those choices for themselves. You know, but we all know. So they have to set what their goals are. We have to set ours. And so I, I'm very um, thankful that my girls bought in to that uh, in terms of the um, the level of commitment um, that you put into it. Um, you know, when you get back to maybe your uh, question there about a piece of advice at that particular stage of your life. I knew I always knew from the time I was in seventh grade, I would go to South Dakota State University, I would major in animal science, and I would be on the livestock judging team. I never looked at another college, never thought of another college. I just knew from the time I was in seventh grade, that was my path. I was exposed to Dr. Dan G, who was ultimately my judging coach, when I was in that seventh grade age time period. And he had such an effect on me. And, and so I just knew where I was going. You know, and with that, then I always envisioned myself that I would go out into this industry someplace and I would build a career for myself. And man, I was going to be, um, I was going to be a face in the industry and I was going to go out there and have that career, professional career out there in the industry. And um, that's what I always envisioned for myself. And so, so where I'm going with this ultimately is then you have to also, even though if you think you have everything laid out, just like you want it to be and how you have a plan, you have got to be able to allow yourself to realize that that can change along the way. As you drive down the road, all of a sudden, man, I may need to turn right instead of going left like I thought I was going to. And you have to be open to that. And that's okay. Just because this is what you thought you were going to do and how it was going to be, and all of a sudden you're just not feeling that that's that's what I need to be doing or where I need to be going. The good Lord grabbed me and said, "Deb, I know you thought you were going to have this big professional kind of career in this industry, but guess what? Things are going to change, and I want you to go home and I want you to be a mom on the farm and raise these girls." And I struggled with that at first. And, um, and, uh, so I can, I'll never forget the day that I took my resignation letter in for the Iowa Beef Expo. You know, we were starting, our, our cattle deal was starting to take off even more and demand more time. And the girls were demanding more time, but I loved my job at the Iowa Beef Expo. It was an absolutely incredible, perfect job for me. But all of a sudden I realized in my life, I needed to find a little more balance and a little more time. And um, so I wrote my resignation letter and I took it to the post office and I put it in the mailbox and I called Mark and I says, Mark, I did it. He says, you did what? And I said, I sent my resignation letter today for the Iowa Beef Expo. He says, you did not. I says, yeah, I did. 
And that was the hardest thing I ever did because I loved my job. But it was the best thing I ever did because it it put me down the road that I really believe the good Lord wanted me to be on. He wanted me to be on this farm and he wanted me to raise these girls. And he, he just, um, he needed to take one thing out of my life so that I could be better at the other things. And so you have to be open to saying, even though this is what I thought it was going to be like, and this is what I thought I was going to do. And this is where I thought I was going to go, or even this is who I thought I was going to be with. Because face it, that, that affects, you know, you girls, you young gals or you know, you're at that age where somebody comes into your life and pretty soon they can start affecting the decisions that you make, you know, so you've got to be not scared to, to regroup and say, Hey, I think maybe I need to go down a different path. So if, if that is, if there's a piece of advice that I think I can offer is always allowing yourself to have that kind of flexibility and be open to something different than maybe the way you thought it was going to be a year ago, six months ago, or five years ago. Because I, I do believe the good Lord has plans for us. And um, you just got to have faith and confidence in that. Um, and and just, uh, just have trust, I guess. I absolutely love that. And I wish I would have uh, had that advice when I was 18 and, and to be more open and, and some of my decisions, especially because I thought I knew everything. And Bailey, to hit back on the Texas A&M thing, I sat at a stoplight for 12 minutes today. It is too big. It is <laughs> it is huge. From one end of that campus to the other, I'm like, how do you get to class? You don't. You Zoom. But <laughs> If you didn't go to unitedharvest.com during the holidays and take advantage of their holiday deals, there's still time, guys. There's still time. Um, you can go there, get a good deal on some meat, invite your family over again, okay? You didn't fight enough during the holidays. Bring them over, cook some meat, bring up politics, bring up religion, bring up everything. It doesn't matter because when you're eating a Wagyu prime rib, it's a cure-all, I promise. UnitedHarvest.com. Question I have, and well, you know, whoever wants to answer first can go. Um, you guys do everything as a family, which I admire. Um, and you do it in such like a high class regard in your operation. And, and how do you handle that? How do you, uh, you know, uh, Kennedy and Bailey both working for the same company that your dad works for and being in the barn with all of your family members, you know, I know that it's probably season dependent and right before a sale, it might be a different answer, but kind of how do you guys go about your operation and, and, you know, not just, just ask for your advice and everything, but working with family members, things that you guys have found that works, stuff that you uh, have found does not work at all. Um, anyone can go first, but that's my question. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll go with that. Um, you know, um, uh, yeah, you know, fam like I'm, I'm proud that Kennedy says, you know, family is everything. And we laugh, you know, years ago, and, and this whole industry has changed as well. And we laugh when we look back at pictures, banner pictures and things uh, from a long time ago or when we were showing and, and originally, um, and even really quite close to the end, um, we, we look and we go, well, the only people in our pictures, we didn't have people for our pictures because it was just our family <laughs> doing it together. And we didn't have 30 people in it, you know, and, and, uh, and, and so that's just the way it was. Uh, and, and I know our family was a little different in that 
we had a mom, you know, this was my world. This was my thing. So it's not everybody, every mom's thing to be able to stay home and drive a show barn and, and drive that end of things. But it's what I did. It's what I loved. It's what I knew. Um, it's what I was reasonably good at, I thought. Um, and we, we gained a lot of success out of that. So, um, you know, so it, it was all about family. Um, but, uh, you know, and now that, uh, Bailey brought, um, Jared, um, back to the farm and, and how blessed we are to have his talents and his ambition and his drive. And, you know, I mean, wow, he's just taken everything here to a different level, you know, and Mark and I have often commented and Mark and I are at that stage now, if, if Bailey and Jared hadn't come back here, we were probably in a stage where, you know, we weren't going to be pushing to, to drive harder and go faster. And we were probably going to be on the, on more of on a coasting effect. And, but because we're blessed to have Bailey and Jared here, we kind of get to go along for the ride with the young energy and the, the young new face for, um, you know, not only our operation, but obviously, obviously the Boyer family as well. You know, but transition is hard, um, you know, and and so I'm at that stage of life and in this thing and, and with Bailey and Jared coming into it, transition isn't always easy. And we all know family things aren't always easy. And there's going to be times it can be a difficult, uh, a difficult situation. But in the end, you have to remember the big picture. And the big picture is that this is your family and you're proud of them. And we all are individuals and we all have different ways of looking at things sometimes. Um, but in the end, it has to be about that family unit and, and, and doing what you have to do to get through that. And you have to be proud of um, everybody's, what everybody um, gives to the operation. We all give different things, you know. I mean, I haven't picked up a Clippers for years since Jared came. You know, at one time that all fell under my responsibility, but man, how blessed am I to have, you know, what I would say is, is one of the best clippers in the entire country. Bailey brought him home to be part of our family. How cool is that? You know, and, and above and beyond that, you know, all the other talents that, that they bring. And then to still, for Kennedy to still have the drive and want to, to come and be part of this, uh, you know, when she can, um, and, um, so, so, um, like I say, it's not always smooth. It's not always easy, but, um, you just have to remember the, what your priorities in life are and what truly, uh, what truly is important. So, um, you know, like I say, I'm at that stage, you know, there's a lot of transition in my life that, uh, um, you know, requires a little bit of soul searching sometimes, but uh, in the big picture, I know the blessings of having my family be here, being proud of what I see that we've what we've accomplished. Um, you know, and building a family. When you have a family thing like this, I mean, we've always tried to teach the girls. You know, you have to have your integrity. You your word has to be good, um, and you have to treat people right. And if you can do that, then you can hold your head up high. And, and you can move forward and, and gain and gain a place in this industry where you can um, you can have an effect on it for a long time. Well, I think, you know, mom definitely nailed it on the head. I, you know, I think back and think about, man, how do we do this today as a family? And I think it's 
you know, like Kennedy mentioned, we grew up showing with our cousins. So the farm where our, where our farm sits today and where we have our big cattle sale was, um, was originally, I guess, as I know it, you know, my dad and um, what would have been my uncle Phil, um, we lost him just, I think over five, six years ago now. Um, but I, yeah, we grew up, it, it was a family farm um, at that start, you know, just a little bit different dynamic. And as we've grown today, you know, it's family farm and the fact that we're raising cows with my parents and selling calves and raising cattle um, really close and heavily with Jared's family. So, you know, we did that from the start. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take the funny side of this, of it wasn't always easy or fun. You know, I remember Kennedy and I, I mean, we could get into some of the best fights in the barn. I remember there's, you know, we were pretty gentle with each other in terms of physical physical fights but I remember a few halter welts um you know on the back side of your shoulders as we got into it in the barn so um it you know we we had our moments and then we had a lot of good moments to do to you know a lot of good moments too and you know today we're best friends and so it's just funny how um yeah things things can be tough in a moment and they can be great the next um the next moment so really lucky in that aspect you know I think mom mentioned it right transitions are hard um, you know, and Jenna, you mentioned it during sale season, things can be a little bit more tense um, or even, you know, calving season here. We've had some calves and calving hasn't been perfect for us this year. And it causes, um, you know, some just tense and stressed minds. This is how we make our living. And um, but at the end of the day, um, any of us on this phone call, any of any of our families would always say family is more important than cows. And you just have to remember and be appreciative of what you have. Um, you know, I often remind Jared when we go out and like, gosh this is pretty awesome. You know, we're pretty blessed. Um, we have two really awesome families. Um, we have two beautiful daughters. We have each other. And um, and on a bonus, we've got some pretty nice cattle that we like too. And so, um, but that comes after our family and uh, the other things God has set in front of us. And Kennedy, before, before you give any feedback, I am <laughs> very interested in knowing a little bit more about the race cars. So if you have any input on how your family <laughs> has gotten involved with those, I am really intrigued to hear that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I kind of want to get into that last question here for a second, but for me, it was kind of, it's kind of, I kind of came from an interesting angle because you know, to be honest, if I didn't have my sister and I didn't have my mom, I wouldn't have been able to show um, cattle and definitely not to the level that we did. Um, I just spent too much time on a basketball court with a ball that um, if my sister wouldn't have been home to my stock for me every once in a while, there's no way I could have done it. So um, that's where I think, you know, if I didn't have that consistency in that family, um, it wouldn't have been possible. So that's why I'm extremely grateful for all of them. And now I'm going to kind of come at it from the different angle as to where Sawyer and I are not involved um, kind of within the business, I guess, um, with the Boyer core operation. But I'm over here almost every weekend and helping out where I can. But um, for us, it's just kind of fun and we don't have to worry about all the business <laughs> side of it. So I consider myself fortunate about that. But Maddie, you talked about um, the sprint cars and I'll be honest with you, 10 years ago, I, I never would have imagined myself um, at the Knoxville Raceway every Saturday. And sometimes I still am like, kind of, what am I doing here? But um, I fortunately, I guess, fell in love with a, a boy that likes to go fast Um and likes to do it um, kind of one of his hobbies outside of farming so um, kind of interesting you know when we first started going and you know I would kind of go on Saturdays and I'd show up and watch him and you know after a few years mom and dad would come and 
all of a sudden dad now is part of the pit crew. So he helps Sawyer um, on the cars every Saturday night that he's able to be there. And um, it's kind of interesting. My dad always talks about going to that track um, here in Knoxville, close to Pleasantville. His dad was on the fair board there. Um, and he spent a lot of a lot of his time growing up at the racetrack. And I think it's something he always liked, but never really had a reason to be involved with it. And then when I brought um, Sawyer along and he started hanging out, I think my dad gets the best of both worlds. Um, he gets to have one son-in-law who um, is within the cattle business and really good at it. And then he's got the other son-in-law that races sprint cars and he gets to love and do that as well. And it kind of gets his mind maybe off the farm and work um, once in a while, which I think he enjoys. So again, not something I ever thought that I would um, come to enjoy um, and love. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, um, plenty of times I'm very nervous, um, but it's something that I'm starting to like too, because with my competitive nature, you know, anything that uh, me or him or anybody's competing in, I really enjoy. That's awesome. I've always loved just, and I I guess I didn't mention previous in this episode where I actually moved to Iowa for any of the listeners. I actually only live about 35 minutes from the core farm. So, and I'm only probably like 10 minutes from what's the name of this raceway right over here. Is that, um, that would oh, be the, the Iowa speedway. speedway. The yeah, Iowa so, speedway. Yep. Yeah, I'm only like 10 minutes from there. So it's really awesome when I pass by there. I think of them every single time whenever we were (laughs) headed to a World Pork Expo every year. Dad would be like, you know, ever since, I mean, we've probably shown at Pork Expo. I probably, how long, Jenna? Maybe 10, 15 years. I don't know. But every time we pass by, my dad's always like, this is where you go to go to Cora's house. So I, um, (laughs) you know, I, I, I finally got to like, sort of figure out geographically where that is now. So, um, I guess we're, we're sort of time here, but, um, I just wanted, if you guys have any parting words, or if you had something you wanted to talk about on the episode, is there anything else that you would like to, you know, say to any listeners? Mom, do you want to start? Well, um, you know, I, I guess I've always been big on, um, you know, I, I could say I'm on the parent side of this thing, I guess, uh, um, and now Bailey, it's fun to watch Bailey here. And in fact, I had the girls today when she was over helping washing fallborns and I was looking at watching Sloan and, and, uh, little Brindle here play on the floor. And, and I was looking at them and I, I looked at them and I said, you know, they're going to be what Bailey and Kennedy are. Um, you know, they're going to be the sisters growing up in the barn. And, and as I've watched Bailey and Kennedy mature into these incredible young women and now Bailey as a mom and, you know, I, I think that'll probably be in, in Sawyer and Kennedy's future someday. Um, you know, just how cool all that. But um, I guess just, you know, in terms of, of wrapping it up, um, you know, y- young women in this industry, there is so many places for you. And don't ever let anybody tell you that there isn't. And, and you know, I sometimes when I've watched this political thing over, especially over the last year, and I see them talk about, you know, that women don't have, have opportunity. And we feel like women have been discriminated against and all these 
in in all these different aspects of our country. And I've just never felt that in the livestock business. I have felt like the livestock business has always had open arms to talented, aggressive um, young women. And um, so I've never felt any barriers. And I, I feel fortunate um, and that, that I have never felt barriers to whatever it was that I've wanted to do. And I've never felt a lack of respect um, by, by anybody in this industry as well. And, and you have to earn it just like a man does or anybody else. But if you're willing to work hard and this is your passion, find your passion. And, you know, whether it's in the hog world or the cattle world or marketing world or banking world, whatever it is, find a passion and um, and then then just blend your life around it and, um, you know, find that balance. But you got to find that passion. And I think that's the biggest I've always said, if I can give any parents advice of young children and young people, help your kids find their passion. And Mark will laugh at me because I'll sometimes say, I don't care if it's a needlepoint. If it's a needlepoint, help your kids develop that passion and give them those opportunities and stand behind them and be proud. And so I, I'm proud of the fact that I think I, Mark and I were able to help our daughters find passion um, in what they wanted to get out of life. And um, they were willing to bring to the table what they needed to bring to the table to make it all work. And um, I'm thankful that the good Lord gave Mark and I the tools to do that. I've always said the good Lord looked at Mark and I and said, I'm going to give you cows and you go raise those girls and do something good with it. And I think we've done that. And so look for those things um, and, and develop that passion and you will, you will find your place in this industry. Yeah, so I'll go next and just kind of jump off that. I think mom's still a little bit of, you know, actually I've got a notebook here and wrote down as I was thinking about this question here. And, um, you know, she always, we always talked about this, that as a girl, we don't deserve any more rights or anything different. You know, I don't, I don't like, you know, the people that say women need this and women need that. We Yes, we need equal, but we don't need more because after, after it's equal, then it's our turn to work hard and outwork people. And so I guess I'd just like to thank you, Jenna and Maddie, for highlighting these stories of all these boss babes, you know, people from Blaine in the political world to Bailey, who's, you know, gone and in the medical world to the gals at Heritage Style who are, you know, such a different part of the ag industry, but awesome part. And so, um, yeah, just work hard and you know, we were, Kennedy and I were fortunate that we got to see that a little bit firsthand with our mom, you know, like she shared, she was the one out in the barn with us while my dad was, you know, busting his butt at Vermeer and then on the farm too. And so we got to see her do that. And then even from the judging side of things, I know there's a lot of girls on here that listen and a part of judging and Jara really hit the nail on the head when she talked about this too. Um, but again, Kennedy and I were fortunate. We got to see our mom judge you know, whether it be at Houston, at judging the breeding heifers down there to just shows across the country. And so um, you can do it. Um, anybody can do it. You just got to work hard, put in the time and find that passion. So, um, yeah, now, like I said, um, my role as a parent is a little bit different. So now I've got to learn how to how do I guide, but also just push and follow my girls um, with their passion. Currently, Sloan's passion is helping either her dad or her papa feed cows, um, watch Elsa or um, she has in the last few weeks, she's finally started to notice her stuffed cow in the living room. And she actually went and got the hair dryer out of my bathroom the other day in the brush. And so now she's been working hair on her stuffed cow. So now my role goes from finding my passion to helping um, her and Brindle find theirs. But 
thank you both um, for what you're doing as part of this industry and highlighting those, um, not only gals, but just people across the country that um, are so blessed to be in the livestock industry. Bailey, is there any chance that either of the girls will show pigs? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was actually going <laughs> to say that. So um, we actually built a little feed barn this summer. And Jared's like, this will be kind of our first pig barn to test out if they like it, you know, and if they like it, we might have to do something differently. But Jared and I were talking the other day. So Sloan just turned two in December. We're trying to figure out if she, she obviously can't show up Pork Expo this year, but could she show up Pork Expo next year, especially if it happened to be in Des Moines still? I know I think they're probably going back to Indiana. I guess I haven't followed that closely, but you mentioned Pork Expo being so close. We're like 30 minutes um, for where it's from Des Moines. I think she'll have to be to be registered in um, the team purebred and NJSA. I think you have to be five. Five. So we yeah. have a few more years to go. But uh, but there's always <laughs> the open show, the open and, show. and she we, would yeah. have. Yeah, that makes me yeah. so happy. <laughs> we would have a whole fan club. I mean, she would yeah. literally have the biggest fan club of all the open show people. <laughs> yeah, I I know. We're excited. So Jared just says we can't have any small ruminants, so no sheep or goats around here. But um, we hope, again, if that is what she wants to do, we hope to have a barn full of heifers, maybe some steers and some pigs um, someday down the road. So Kennedy, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just <laughs> had to ask. <laughs> no, that's okay, Maddie. Not a problem. And I don't think I took the opportunity earlier, but Jenna, Maddie, thank you guys so much. Um, I feel honored um, that we were going to be a part of this, but I guess the biggest blessing for me is that I've got my mom and my sister on here with me. I don't think very many people would be able to say that. So um, it's definitely been a, an awesome last hour or so. And, um, you know, you kind of talk about one last thing you want to say. And I would say from my perspective is, you know, if find your passion, whether that is showing cattle, whether it's playing basketball, whether it's you know, being on the dance team in your high school, it's okay to be different. You know, sometimes I think I struggled a little bit with, you know, this was what Bailey did 24 seven and she didn't do a lot of sports in high school. And sometimes I think I struggled with that, that I was kind of living in the living in kind of what I would call Bailey's world in the show, show industry. And not that she ever made me feel like that, but, um, I struggle that, you know, I kind of like this basketball thing, but you know, maybe I should be like my sister and I should, you know, really only focus on the cattle. And then, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be pretty talented in basketball. And I, I just kind of took that, you know, by the horns and I loved it. And um, it was fun because now I kind of have a whole, you know, separate friend group um, that I, that I got to play basketball with. And then I have my friends from all over the country that I got to show cattle with. And, um, at, like I said, at the time, I didn't know if that was the right thing to do. And now I look back on it and I wouldn't have changed it at all. So, you know, whether your thing is cattle or not, just grab onto that passion and um, do what you want to do and, and love it with all your heart. So, um, yeah, I just thank you guys so much for for having us on. And I've really enjoyed um, the last hour. Well, I know that Maddie and I both have and I could talk forever. And I really liked, you know, Deb and Bailey I know that both of you judged and did all that and I look up to you both and especially Deb for what you've kind of pioneered in the women judging thing um so it's been awesome to talk to you guys and uh just thank you for coming on and I guess this is all we have for this uh episode and tune in next week are you tired of being ugly are you tired of wearing boring clothes 
Did you finally throw away your rock revitals? Revivals? Well, head over to the Stock Market Boutique. You will get new jeans. Thank Jesus, okay? And they're flare, so you can't tuck them into your boots, which we're excited about. And then you'll put a cute shirt on, and you'll just be ready to go. That's the Stock Market Boutique. And then you're going to go, and you're going to use the code TKP10, the Keeper Pen 10 abbreviated, obviously. And you're going to get 10% off your order. And then you're going to wear it around. And you're going to tag us in your pictures. And we're going to just hype you up like we always do. And you won't be ugly anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. And that's the tea, sis. And that's the tea. <laughs>